You're listening to an encore presentation from the Transformation Talk Radio Network. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Uptrich Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Welcome to The Christine Uptrich Show, where we have stellar conversations to illuminate your journey. I'm speaking to you today from Hubbard Radio here at KKNW AM 1150 in Seattle. You may be listening on WBLQ AM 1230 in Rhode Island, Connecticut, or New York, somewhere across the nation on cable radio network or anywhere around the world on Transformation Talk Radio. But wherever you're joining us from today, oh, you're going to be so pleased you have. We have an amazing guest but before I get to that, I want to say hello to Benny's fill-in, yep. Taylor. How are you today? I'm doing good, yeah. Trying to fill Benny's shoes, uh, both literally and figuratively. Here. Yeah, and you're doing a great job because you've got a new system. And so far, yeah. we've kept on the air. So far, so good. Yeah, haven't gone off air. So it looks like uh, all systems go so far for this new system. That's wonderful. You know, um, I'm really, really excited about our guest today because... She is somebody who needs no introduction, so I feel very honored to be able to provide an introduction for her. She's a woman with amazing intellect, great heart, and a passionate vision, which is a powerful triad of characteristics on behalf of the evolution of our planet. The person I'm talking about is Barbara Marks Hubbard. She is a futurist, a prolific educator. She's the author of, oh gosh, I think seven books now, including a revised edition of her seminal work, Conscious Evolution. And she has contributed to numerous documentaries reaching millions worldwide. She is an evolutionary thinker who believes that global change happens when we work collectively and selflessly for the greater good. Here's what Neil Donald Walsh says about her. One of the truly great visionaries of our time. And Deepak Chopra says, the voice for conscious evolution. I'd like to welcome Barbara Marks Hubbard. Barbara, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm so pleased to have you here today. And, you know, I'm, I'm fascinated by um, your long-term perspective on what's been underway. And before we get to what's going on right now, I just want to share with our listeners what inspired you to begin to look at things in a different way when you were young. That is such a good question. And, and I think it was the fact that I had a very happy childhood. I thought everything in the world was good. Mm-hmm. I thought power was good, money was good, America was good. And then we dropped the bomb on Japan. Right. And I was 15 years old, the two Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And after the horror of it, this question arose in my mind that really has been my life question. And here's the question. What is the meaning of all this new power that's good? Mm. How, what is the meaning of science, technology, industry? See, America was at the very, very top of that power. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had been told the power was good. And I had this intuition that if we had more and more of that power and used it, 
to destroy and create a, a competition that we would destroy everything. I got that very mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. And then I also believed that there must be some good re- meaning for all this power. Right. So um, I asked, what is the meaning of the power? And I started on my uh, search. I joined the church when I read about Jesus. Mm-hmm. I was Jewish agnostic, so mm-hmm. I had no religion. And I... I I was so fascinated by Jesus and the whole idea of love ye one another and you shall all be changed. And I went to the local church in Scarsdale, New York, the Episcopal Church, and uh-huh. I said, is any of this true? Right. See, that could be the meaning of our power. But obviously, he didn't know if any of it was true. Right. And, right. and then I went to Bryn Mawr College. You couldn't take any course whatsoever on the meaning of our power or the direction of human civilization or uh-huh. vocation in terms of civilization. And then I met President Eisenhower, and uh, I went into the Oval Office. Through friend, he was a friend of my father's, uh-huh. and I said, Mr. President, what do you think is the meaning of the new power of military-industrial complex that's good? He uh-huh. said, I have no idea. Wow. So that, 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 you know, I got what you might call a vocation of destiny. A vocation of destiny is something that once it gets hold of you, you can't let it go, uh-huh. or it won't let you go. Right. So it would not let me go, and I began a lifelong search. Mm-hmm. And the, the amazing, stunning reality is, it's still true, that nobody in our culture, no, I mean, no cultural icon or entity or uh, organization is able to tell humanity the meaning of our new power that's good. Mm-hmm. We have transhumanists that say we're going to create a new species. That's one thought. Right. There are those who say it's too late and and we've already overgrown and the environment will collapse. Sure. That's another group. Then there's another group that says, I think we could make everything nice for everyone, just mm-hmm. like if we stop fighting. Sure. There's that group. So like there are tons of groups. But the group that I have been forming is a bigger group. It has a context that puts us in the context of the whole story of creation, from the origin of the universe for the 14 billion years of evolutionary transformation when we're in it. Mm-hmm. And conscious evolution means we are evolution becoming conscious uh-huh. of ourselves. We mm-hmm. are affecting evolution because we, in a way, are evolution. Now, all species before us have been part of evolution, but they didn't know it, and they didn't know that they could destroy themselves by their own behavior. Mm -hmm. We do. So our crises that we are facing as a species are, in fact, the evolutionary driver. So I would just, I'm sorry, that's a long answer to how I got started. But I got started with the question I had a lifelong search. Mm-hmm. I began to see that the meaning of our power is to actually give birth to a co-evolving, co-creative species, mm-hmm. a new species, or an evolving species of Homo sapiens sapiens. Right. This species is right now multiplying everywhere with no name, no identity. Mm-hmm. So my real purpose in life is to help connect and discover what's working among the emerging species of humanity. Wonderful. Now, do you believe if we have a question that there is an answer out there? If If there's a question, is there an answer? Yes, yes. (laughs) 
Well, I'm one who's always asking. You see, uh-huh. here's the way I do it. I believe very much in asking questions. Uh-huh. And I ask the universe. Universe? Uh-huh. And I mean God, source, spirit. <laughs> sure. But sure. just to simplify it, I call it universe. What's the meaning of our power? Universe, what's our story? Universe, what kind of person can handle all this power? Mm-hmm. Then I listen. I turn off mental mind. I don't go into a channeling mode. I go into a higher mind listening. Mm-hmm. And I have found that if anyone really asks, you know, Jesus' is famous statement, ask it, it shall be given, knock and door shall open. Mm-hmm. If you ask deeply enough and keep on asking and keep your attention poised to what you really are needing to know, something will come through. And so I wouldn't want to use the word answer, Uh but response response is better. Uh And then the the way you handle the response. We seem to be having a little technical difficulty here. We're going to go to a break um, a little bit early, but stay tuned. For more with Barbara Marks Hubbard on The Christine Upchurch Show. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. This is Peggy Snow, practitioner at Stellar Reflections, with a Stellar Reflections Minute. So many people these days are trying to find ways to relieve their stress. What happens to our breathing when we're feeling overwhelmed and stress? When we tune in, we realize that we're either holding our breath or taking very shallow breath. To signal the body that all is well, which most of the time it is, sometimes all that is needed is a nice, deep breath to break the cycle. First, exhale to get all the stale air out by engaging the abdominal muscles and blowing gently. Next, take a nice full breath in, feeling it fill your body all the way down to your hips. Release fully and enjoy the freedom of movement. Notice how your body feels. Do you feel refreshed? Calmness is only a breath away. This has been a Stellar Reflections Minute. For more information about what we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing? Next time someone tells you, great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, 
and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com, and listen to the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific with host Sherry Clark. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. We are having a conversation today with Barbara Marks Hubbard. You know, she is an amazing futurist who um, is a mover shaker of our world. And she is the author of several books, including the revised edition of Conscious Evolution, Awakening the Power of Our Social Potential. Now, Barbara, when we talk about, you know, social change, historically, we have seen social revolution. You specifically use the word evolution instead of revolution. Why is that? Oh, well, revolution, but, you know, revolution, you're going back. So we've had, uh, usually a revolution is top, uh, like the French Revolution. You, you get rid of one leadership group and another leadership group comes in and is in a dominant position. So the structure doesn't change. You destroy one form of leadership and another form of leadership comes in and you get the top-down structure in revolution. Like in the Russian Revolution, Uh um, that's what happened. They knock one out and the other one comes in. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. Now in liberal democracy, we have a slightly better system, but we can see that that system itself is having a problem mm-hmm. because it's so oppositionally designed and, and capable of being taken over by corporate uh, corporate self-interest right. that is, is almost immobilized American democracy. The Arab Spring didn't do very well. We all thought, hoped that it would, and then it didn't. Mm-hmm. So when I'm speaking of evolution rather than revolution, even revolution toward democracy, I believe that the evolutionary pattern that's needed now is greater and greater synergy and cooperation among separate parts. Uh So that would mean a new set of Roberts rules of order, which is for the parliamentary procedure, Uh and win-lose voting. We would have synergistic rules of order, seeking common goals and matching needs with resources. Mm -hmm. So, you know... We're in a bit of a mess here in the world right now, and you know if if we are going through an evolution of sorts, um, it's it's got some ugly parts of it. What's your perspective on the crisis situation right now? It's terrible, but you know what? So is birth. Mm. You're so I'm right. A mother of five. <laughs> 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 I'm a mother of five children uh-huh. and eight grandchildren, and I have often thought as I was getting ready to deliver a baby and going through that process uh-huh. that if I didn't know I was giving birth to something good, I'd think I was dying. Right. 
Yes. And, I, and when I saw the result of the birth pain, I, the little newborn, and you didn't know that it could grow up, mm-hmm. you would be feel even worse. Mm-hmm. So, so what my analogy here is, is that our crisis on planet Earth is a birth mm-hmm. of a new culture, a new civilization, and eventually a new species. Mm-hmm. And that the crisis is extremely dangerous particularly in the environmental field of the collapse of our, of our life support system, uh-huh. and that in evolution you learn that crises precede transformation. Mm-hmm. Problems are evolutionary drivers. Stress oh, yeah. causes okay. evolution. It's the only thing that does, says Elizabeth Satoris. Okay. So we have been given as a human species a global crisis for which there is no solution in our existing structures. Mm-hmm. That is to say, our government structures can't cooperate on a global scale. The corporate structures are not designed to do this, mm-hmm. designed to do the opposite, which is to maximize profit. Certainly the religions of the world are not going to do it, or the universities. So the evolutionary impulse is residing in the people and in the new media and the internet uh-huh. and i believe that the connectivity within that global brain as peter russell called it uh-huh. within the collective intelligence with one more degree of shared purpose for cooperation uh, and identifying what's working, we would find there's an emerging world already in our midst, already here. Uh-huh. You know, I found it fascinating, Barbara, because I've heard some people say, oh, you know, Facebook is, is just so negative. And I'm thinking, that's not my perspective at all. My connections on Facebook are really inspiring. So, you know, we can use that connectivity to co-create in a positive way, or we can use that connectivity to condemn, to judge, to to stress, and to, you know, keep things as they are. How do we somehow shift that power, so to speak, from the destructive to the co-creative? I I think it starts out by connecting the people who have already shifted. Ah, yes. You see, like, just take you and me. Uh Right. (laughs) Are you power-hungry dominator? (laughs) (laughs) No. Trying to get the better of everybody and being willing to kill anything to get there? No. Tell me. No. Why not? Uh, Because I've got a higher mission here, yes. (laughs) Well, how how did you get the higher mission? I started dealing with my own crap. (laughs) And who gave you permission to deal with your own crap and be like you are? (laughs) My soul did. Said, hurry up, hurry up. Okay. (laughs) All right. There you got it. Our souls, and this would be a big collective, our souls, Right. anybody anywhere on earth who has a soul-level impulse uh-huh. for greater love, greater caring, greater creativity, greater innovation, are the ones who can lead the world. Uh-huh. They're not yet anywhere in top-down power structures, right. but we're everywhere, and my own... My own purpose in life is to help communicate and connect the pioneering souls. I'm calling it a global communion uh-huh. of pioneering souls Ooh, everywhere like on that. earth. Isn't that beautiful? It's beautiful, yes. 
I want to make this global communion. It's exactly like you are and all your listeners, by the million. Uh-huh. It's not like we're in a tiny minority. We're not alternative. We're actually the new mainstream. Mm-hmm. The mainstream of evolution, if you look at the 14 billion years, where is it going? It's going to higher complexity, higher uh-huh. order, higher uh-huh. consciousness. That That's not... That is a multi, multi-billion year trend. Mm-hmm. Now, it's very interesting to me how some people looking at that say, oh, it's all meandering, it's a random walk, you know, right, it's right. not going anywhere. Well, they must be blind. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> if we started with no thing at all and quarks, <laughs> and we got to <laughs> you and me having this conversation, and somebody said, I don't think it was w- going anywhere, uh-huh. I just say, well... You certainly are not opening your evolutionary eyes. Right. So one of my teachings in the book, uh, Conscious Evolution, is open your evolutionary eyes. Yes. Take the perspective of the whole system that you've now been told many times, you know, for all these TV shows, Cosmos, we know the universe is evolving, and uh-huh. so are we. Right. So right. we have no excuse anymore. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and that awareness is key to, to participation. Yes, and so that's why I think the work of this worldview of conscious evolution and the universal story of evolution, mm-hmm. seen not only from the outside, you know, as a continuing um, acceleration of complexity and consciousness, mm-hmm. but seeing it, feeling it from the inside of yourself. Right. So what's inside you and me now when I quizzed you as to why you're doing what you're doing and who told you and how powerful are you going to be? Uh-huh. You said, well, it was my soul. Right. So I would say the same thing. It was my soul. My soul woke up at the time of the atomic bombs. Mm-hmm. And each person's soul has a unique soul's calling. Right. And if you can discover the deeper calling of your soul... And say yes. Like I said, yes, I'm going to try to find out the meaning of our power. Yes. That was a big yes. It took uh-huh. my entire life. And and so you're very fortunate if you have a yes inside yourself towards some impulse uh-huh. that's deeper than just a, a whim or a superficial desire. Right. That's very, very blessing to have it. And, you know, Barbara, from my perspective, um, from, you know, what I've heard from colleagues and clients and, and um, you know, seminar attendees, people right now are feeling dissatisfied. They're feeling, oftentimes they're feeling stuck. And, you know, I kind of wonder if it's sort of the their own inner nature kind of forcing them to have their wake-up call to say yes to their own participation. I, I think that's absolutely true. And one of the things that I learned early in my life was the meaning of depression is often that something more wants to be expressed. Ooh, I like that. So depression, if you feel it, then you ask the question, what more wants to be expressed in me Uh now? And you take the attitude that what wants to be expressed is good. Yes. Oh, that's huge. Because so many of us within our this culture have learned that somehow it's selfish if we go after what we what we truly want. Um, we need to be worrying about what others think, what others want, um, and not to fully express ourselves. 
Exactly. So the the big yes is, let's say somebody's listening who might be depressed or might not sure what their life purpose is or mm-hmm. feel a little stuck, mm-hmm. which is like 90% of the population. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that's it's, true. So, okay, the first thing you say is our crisis is the birth of something new in this world uh-huh. and something new in me. Right. My own personal dis- dissatisfaction, depression, concerns that I feel inadequate, I have a self-critic that's mm-hmm. just telling me I'm not doing well enough or whatever it is, just stop and say, thank you. Let's see what attracts you to become. Uh-huh. Let's ask the question, what attracts you to become, mm. to offer, to create? And if you just even ask yourself that simple question, and even if it seems insignificant, like I like to take walks, or I like to ride a horse, mm-hmm. or I, sure. I love children, or never mind, keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Find, follow the lead of attraction. Uh-huh. This is evolution by attraction. I like that, yes. So I followed the lead of attraction when I was depressed. Uh I read Abraham Maslow's book, Toward a Psychology of Being, Uh in which he very clearly said that all self-actualizing people have one thing in common, chosen work they find intrinsically self-rewarding and of service to others. Right, right. So you have to then find your chosen work. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there that think that, you know, work is just a means to the end, to an end. But I can't imagine working in a realm where I didn't feel passionate about um, what it was I was doing on a day-to-day basis. But so much of the population is. Well, most of the population does not love their work. Mm-hmm. And what's happening now, I think, in, particularly in the millennial millennial generation, is they're not... They're also aware that even if they manage to get into a good college, they go into debt, uh-huh. and then it's not easy to get a job. Right. So the so what's happening, I believe, is a rise of small-scale entrepreneurship. Uh-huh. And I really believe, I've coined this phrase, the freeing enterprise system. Ooh. And I'm not speaking now of large corporate structures. Uh-huh. But let's say I'm I'm actually an entrepreneur mm-hmm. in the sense that I've been teaching on Shift Network. Right. Shift the Shift Network is a business, uh-huh. and it has to run itself like a corporation. I am one of their teachers. Mm-hmm. Then I'm an author, so I'm with publishing companies like for Conscious Evolution. I'm with New World Library. Uh-huh. They are businesses. And then I'm publishing another amazing book, um, which is called Evolutionary Testament of Co-Creation. And this is about an evolutionary interpretation of the life of Jesus. And it is absolutely fascinating. And so it's being published by a small business. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to do evolutionary Bible study groups. And they're going to be little tiny entrepreneurs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. You see what I mean? Yeah, I do. And we are fortunate in this culture to be able to do that Uh and not get killed for it, as you might in uh, some other countries. Right, right. 
or some other faith. Yeah. But we have a faith, and in that sense, this is very American, what I'm saying. It's a faith in the innovative creativity of each person. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. I have a new Thomas Jefferson statement, if you'd like to hear it. Sure, and then we need to go to break. Go ahead. Okay. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All people are born creative, Ooh. endowed by our Creator with the inalienable right and responsibility to express our creativity for the good of the self and the whole. Wonderful. And so we'll talk more about the rights and responsibilities and how to be a participant in the conscious evolution on our planet. More with Barbara Marks Hubbard when we return here on The Christine Upchurch Show. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field or aura surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Are you ready to create a life you'll really love? Then you'll want to tune in to the hit show Life Design Radio from adversity to awesome with Susan DiLorenzo. Live each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. No matter where you are in your adversity story, Life Design Radio has got you covered. Get ready to feel inspired, enlightened, and motivated. For more information about working with Susan, visit SusanDiLorenzo.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance. From the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On the Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Uptrich Show here on KKNW, CRN, and Transformation Talk Radio. I'm having a conversation today with the legendary futurist Barbara Marks Hubbard. Now, Barbara, before we went to break, um, you were sort of 
redefining a, or reshaping a quote and turning it into um, how each of us has a right and a responsibility to co-create. Where? Yes. First of all, we talked a little bit about the rights. Where in, where does the responsibility lie? Well, here's what I would say, and it's starting on on a spiritual note, is you might say the creative force of the universe, the creator, God, mm-hmm. created this entire universe, including you and your creativity. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> so you didn't make any of yourself up. You didn't. So your creativity, my creativity, is the creator within. And when you, everybody, from the simplest person who might be digging ditches to the greatest technological genius, we have seen examples of people's creativity from the simple all the way to the great complexities. Because somebody can be absolutely great in caring for a house and caring for children, mm-hmm. in uh, gardening, as well as in becoming an evolutionary futurist like me. So the main thing is that you feel your creativity is being expressed when you're doing it. Uh-huh. And one of the problems with 90% of the jobs that people have is they don't feel their creativity is being expressed. Right. right. See, and that's really a problem. Well, it seems to me that the way our educational system is going, we are um, focusing on knowledge and and squelching the creative um, support of our kids. What's your perspective on education? Well, education, like all other big systems, is outmoded, Uh (laughs) to put it mildly. And education is one of the most difficult ones to change. I was just on a call yesterday with Bill Spady, who's a wonderful educator, written several books, uh-huh. S-P-A-D-Y, in case anyone's interested. And, and he was telling me that he finally gave up trying to change the existing system uh-huh. and create, creating books and alternative opportunities for children because it's like trying to change the Catholic Church. Right. You know, somebody who wants to become a priest in the Catholic Church, a woman, uh-huh. How much energy would you have to spend to try to become a priest in the Catholic Church if you're a woman? Too much. Right, right. right. <laughs> Not that I don't admire the people who are willing to do that, uh-huh. but you could become a priestess without the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> and you have to self-authorize. Yes. Like, I am self-authorizing. Who gave me the right to say, here's a vision of humanity becoming a co-evolving, co-creative species? Uh-huh. Nobody. Do you think I've gotten authority from the church for this? No. Or from the academic world? Uh, no. <laughs> or from the corporate, the corporate world? Definitely not. <laughs> authorize me? No. So how come I got this authority? Uh-huh. Well, it's internal. Yes. And it also is respectful of other people's opinions, and you start to build a community. Uh-huh. And that's why I'm so interested in developing the communion of pioneering souls. Right, right. And, and it, with, without that connection, then there's less powerful forward movement, right? Yes, that's right. So you want to reach out and build your community by finding others who are in resonance with you. And the word mm-hmm. resonance is very important here. Yes. It means resounding, resounding. 
sounding back to one another the highest frequencies of your being. So you're not just with people who don't understand what it is you're saying. Mm-hmm. You're with people who love what you're saying. Right. And, and I've, I have found people who love this. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, obviously I'm very reinforced uh-huh. right. because I'm teaching people who choose to be with me. Yes. And I'm doing a whole new mentoring program that's starting out on evolutionary mentoring leadership. And so that people are going to spend a whole year with me. If any of your uh, listeners are interested, they can uh, email me at bmh at evolve.org. bmh at evolve.org. I am interested in mentoring evolutionary leaders to self-authorize, to become what we need in the world, Mm -hmm. to take us forward the next step. Right. So what you're talking about is... um creating or accepting our in in innerly born in inward right our, our our natural right to um to do this but you also mentioned responsibility where does responsibility come in i think that this is my own ethic that everybody's unique creative expression is needed in the world uh-huh. And that you were given it by the creative source of the universe, mm-hmm. and you have a responsibility to that source, to God, right. to life, to spirit, to give that best that you have out in such a way that you find self-rewarding work. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean you have to become a sacrificial lamb and give everything away. Uh-huh. It means you have to find self-rewarding expression like you did in doing this radio show. Right, right. Like I did in becoming an evolutionary communicator. Mm -hmm. This is self-rewarding to me. I would pay to do it. Uh (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing that you find with people like us. Uh I once took a whole big group to the former Soviet Union Uh on a citizen diplomacy mission with Rama Vernon, and everybody paid their own way. They cashed in their retirement funds, everything. And I'll never forget the day... We were talking to a communist leader, still during the Cold War, Mm -hmm. and the communist leader was a newscaster, and he said, and who paid you all to do this? Uh And we said, oh, nobody. We paid to do it. Uh He said, you paid to come over here to help us? Uh Why? (laughs) And so we said, well, we, we... it's a really what we want to be helpful. We want to do it. We want mm-hmm. to get over the fear. Mm-hmm. And then he had this tremendous pause. And he said, you know, that's what we thought the communist man would be. Oh, wow. They thought that when you got rid of private property, uh-huh. that you would get rid of this type of competitive ambition. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, tell me, what kind of person do you think this communist man, what, what's your image of it? Well, he said, I think it's like Jesus. Uh-huh. So, I mean, there it was. Right. It's just an amazing set of epiphanies. Uh-huh. But this, that, communism was a top-down kind of structure, and, and oh, what you're well, talking about is revolution. very different. Yes, indeed. You see, it, it, was, it was a terrible revolution, terrible, and in China as well. And that was a terrible revolution. Now, the democracy was a good revolution in that it gave more power to the people by far. Uh However, now 
I'm saying there's another evolution pending, not a revolution, mm-hmm. an evolution of the emerging capacities of humanity connected. Right. And that's not a revolution. Right, right. That's really a design evolution. So, you know, what you're talking about is something that's that's grassroots um, and co-creative, collaborative, um, you, you talk about the wheel of co-creation. What is that? Well, if you can visualize a spiral from, of evolution of universe, earth, life, animal life, human mm-hmm. life, now put one more turn on the spiral of that and make it into a wheel with spokes. Mm-hmm. And every spoke is a function like health, education, economics, science and technology, arts, media. And the wheel of co-creation is an invitation for people to put their projects, their innovations, their desire to create into the sector of the wheel where they fit best and mm-hmm. find others to co-create with. Oh, so yeah. it's a system of evolutionary democracy. Wonderful. Wonderful. We're going to need to go to another quick break, but um, more with Barbara Marks Hubbard when we return here on the Christine Upchurch Show. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. What does the word healing mean? Many think that healing merely means eliminating symptoms. However, based on my many years as a healer, I have a much broader perspective on the word. Healing can manifest in a variety of ways, including having physical problems resolved, becoming more emotionally centered, experiencing better relationships, gaining greater clarity, and feeling more spiritually connected. True healing always includes some level of transformation. Whatever form healing takes, there is one commonality, an improvement in quality of life. To me, the highest form of healing goes beyond aligning with wellness. It comes from recognizing our soul's voice and allowing it to speak through us. And in that sense, don't we all yearn to heal into our wholeness? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit empoweringenergy.com. That's empowering with letters N-R-G.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance. From the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On the Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? 
As it turns out, numerical patterns in certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns, designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. I'm having a wonderful conversation today with the legendary Barbara Marks Hubbard, who is one of the biggest movers and shakers on the planet today. Now, Barbara, um, you know, you you mentioned a little bit about the global communion is the way you put it. Can you share with our listeners a little bit more about what it is you mean and what your vision is for our future within that communion? Thank you. I am intuiting that there are countless people like you and me on this planet who are awakened from within by some spiritual impulse to to give more, love more, create more, Mm -hmm. and that we are an emerging human, and we're not a church, Uh yet it's a sacred motivation. So I would like to, I'm going to invite people, starting with you right here, eventually we're going to have a website I already have a website where people can let me know they're interested to become part of this sacred communion. And we'll probably have a weekly call, and people can be on Maestro telephone anywhere in the world. Uh-huh. And we will have sacred readings from evolutionary material, and we will have transmissions from the voices of people who are emergent as a new humanity. Uh And we will have an invitation for people to join a community of pioneering souls if they should choose to and place themselves in the sector of the wheel of co-creation where they want to do their work or are doing their work Mm -hmm. so that they can be connected with each other as co-creators. And this is going to be my offering into the world, and the communion will be uh, in a gift economy. It will be free. People will be invited to give donations, but it will be no charge. Mm -hmm. You can tune in, and every, I don't know whether it will be Sunday morning, Saturday morning, Monday morning, but Mm -hmm. it probably has to pick a time for global, maybe it's around noon, And I'm just in the process of developing it, but I think one of the most important things we can do is connect that which is already creative and emergent. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's, there's, you know, there are lots of us around the world, and, and what you're doing is um, you are building a connection, a network, so right. to speak. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful, because I think that for many of us... Um, at least when we're first emerging, you know, listening to our soul's calling and, and you know, bringing forth what we're, we're meant to bring forth and onto this planet, we have a tendency to feel alone and we have a tendency to feel unsupported. We, we feel like we're sort of, you know, balking against the system. I used to feel that way and until I sort of, you know, began to collaborate with others and, 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 and connect with many others who are in the same realm. But initially it felt lonely, isolating, and... Um, a little disempowering. 
So this feels so really important. True. So important. You know, I was teaching a class on the Shift Network uh, a few days ago called The Sacred Journey of the Conscious Evolutionary. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact is that 70% of my students feel lonely. Ah, oh, yeah. I feel lonely because here I am, my partner has, has, is deceased, mm-hmm. my five children and my eight grandchildren all live somewhere else. Right. I, can't, I don't have extended family living anywhere, mm-hmm. which is one of the things about our culture. And unless you belong to a really good church or a good organization of some sort, you are lonely. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons for me doing the evolutionary communion of pioneering souls is in order to not be lonely myself. Uh-huh. Because I, I'm, I do almost all my life on the telephone. Right, right. I live on the telephone. Uh-huh. Well, one day I said to myself, Barbara, you cannot continue to live on the telephone. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have to see a few bodies. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm, I have to, you know, and people who are older like myself, we have a real lifestyle challenge. Uh-huh. Because there are retirement homes, of course, Mm -hmm. but usually you don't want to live with your children. They can't quite take you in. It's hard to build community. Uh So that's why I'm doing it. That's fabulous. (laughs) You see, I had a problem. I had a depression. I felt lonely. Uh What did I decide to do? Respond to it. Uh Create a a evolutionary communion of pioneering souls. That's great. And so instead of viewing it as a problem you viewed it as an impetus to create something better. I did. I did. Yeah, and that's fabulous. It's a great trait because everybody has problems, but not everybody tries to find out what's emerging out of their problem. Right, and I think many people think it's it's an obstacle to surpass, it's something to avoid, suppress, you know, whatever, as opposed to, to viewing it as um, a means to become more. A signal. Yeah. It's a signal of more, and then think of the tendency in evolution is to create more life, mm-hmm. more consciousness, more freedom. That's a multi-billionaire trend. That's the trend. Mm-hmm. So when you feel that way, instead of feeling something's wrong, say to yourself, oh, this is right. Mm-hmm. I am thankful that I have this impulse. I'm going to discover what it is. Right, right. So, Barbara, before we um, end the show, I I want you to um, share with our listeners ways in which they can connect with you over this wonderful global Internet. Yes, well, they can go to Mm evolve.org, and they can uh, just sign up for the free new news, and they'll be on my list. Uh And, um, of course, barbaramarkshubbard.com. You've got some wonderful blogs. I I was spending some time yesterday um, reading some of your blogs, and you, you really are on the cutting edge of the new mainstream. And I'm, I feel so blessed to have chatted with you, but I feel particularly blessed that you are on the planet right now, Barbara, doing what you're doing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. And, and do you have a, 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 a final 30 to 45-second message to our listeners? Well, just remember, your crisis, our crisis, is a birth. Mm-hmm. of an emerging co-creative humanity yes. and say yes to the creativity within you and it will guide you to your soul's purpose. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. And 
there are many or who are feeling the impetus to to find their way. And um, I'm so glad that you're a voice out there. Again, Barbara's book is her latest one is the revised edition of Conscious Evolution: Awakening the Power of Our Soul Potential. And thank you so much, Barbara, for joining us here today. I really appreciate you and, being uh, here. Of our social social potential. Yeah, of our social potential, yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, and and would you send me a copy of this interview, please? Absolutely. And I I would love to invite you back, and I'd love to chat with you when your your Evolutionary Testament of Co-Creation book comes out, because that sounds fabulous as well. Okay. Well, you be sure to do to, to do that, please. Okay, great. And just got a couple of announcements before we head out. Um, first of all, I wanted to mention that last week I was on the Manson Mitchell show, uh, we sort of like turned the microphones around instead of being the interviewer. I was the interviewee. So if you're kind of curious about my perception about my perspective about what's going on in the world right now and and how we're changing, I invite you to go to uh, my website, christineupchurch.com. There on the home page, you can click on that and listen to the show. Uh, also, I wanted to share with our listeners, you know, we've been talking a lot about planetary change. And as Barbara was talking about, the change begins within each individual. Now, you know, over the the course of my career as a healer, as someone who healed myself of cancer, as somebody who has been working to transform my life and help to transform others other lives on the planet, uh, one of the questions I have asked myself, mul- myself multiple times is, why is it sometimes we're really successful with change, and why is it other times we're not? And, you know, um, when we ask that question, you know, with that sense of curiosity and excitement and neutrality, you know, there, we get answers. And I have basically gotten this answer and, and sort of downloaded and created this comprehensive model that, that focuses on the principles of change. There are some underlying principles of change. So if you are struggling right now, it means that there is an essential ingredient missing from your recipe of change. So if you'd like to learn more about it, listen to the Manson Mitchell interview. Also, on April 25th, I'm going to be teaching a class on this, and I'll be sharing more about this in the future. But I just wanted to let our listeners know that you have an opportunity to learn what it is I've been learning about, and I'm so excited to share And I want to thank you for joining us here today. It's been a fabulous conversation with the wonderful Barbara Marks Hubbard. Go out there and and, and share yourself with the world. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com, where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions. You've just heard an encore presentation from the Transformation Talk Radio Network. For more information about the network, visit TransformationTalkRadio.com.